Right now, you can get both Sprint's Unlimited plan and the iPhone XR with its amazing camera included for just $35 per month per line for five lines. All you need is approved credit and 24-month installment billing. No trade-in required. Visit a Sprint store, Sprint.com, or call 800-SPRINT-1. Phone $15 a month after monthly credit supplied within two bills. If canceled early, remaining balance due. Unlimited basic. After 630-20, pay $32 a month per line with AutoPay. Data deprioritization during congestion. Speed maximums, use rules, and restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to the Daily Fantasy Fix Podcast. I'm your host, Travis Mangone, here to break down today's games for you guys. Uh, Going to break down the uh, 6 o'clock games and above, the, the game before that. I know it's on like a DraftKings slate or so, but it's like Phoenix and Atlanta. You guys know what to do, right? Uh, whenever you play against Phoenix, you're a little punk guys. Uh, and then, uh, you know, both these bad teams that are tanking, uh, just be on the lookout for what's going to happen up the lock if any guys are sitting and whatnot. And, uh, you know, Atlanta's not good, so hopefully this game's close. And, you know, guys like Devin Booker and a lot of those pretty talented offensive scoring Suns players will be in play. But let's talk about... The rest of these games, we have first game on this slate for you, 6 o'clock game, Indiana Pacers, Washington Wizards. This is not on the DraftKings slate, but it will be on the FanDuel one. Uh, the DraftKings one starts at 7, the main slate, and then the uh, FanDuel one starts at 6. So <clears throat> Pacers and Wizards, the first game up there. And uh, Pacers side of the ball, uh, you know, this is a team that is, you know, they're, 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 they're a solid team all around. They're not uh, the greatest team in the league, but uh, they have some guys that you can roster, right? I think the main guys I'm looking at are Oladipo and Miles Turner, if I play anyone. Those are really the two targets I would have. I'm not really interested in a lot of these other uh, just fringe players on the Pacers. If you have the money to spend up on Oladipo, I think you can. I think he's a fine play, but I don't see myself uh, paying up for him here. I think it's a fine matchup, uh, you know, I don't love it, don't hate it, but uh, I don't know. I just don't see myself playing a lot of Pacers here. I, I don't mind Miles Turner's price tag. I think it's really cheap at uh, 5.9K. I mean, that that's just too cheap for a guy like him. So I sort of like him a little bit. He's probably my favorite Pacer to play just because from a point per dollar perspective. I feel like he's the best one that you can play here in this spot. But let's look at the Wizards' side of the ball and try and figure out what to do here uh, with the Wizards. Uh, you know, Otto Porter Jr. has been fantastic. Bradley Beal, he's been pretty good, but he's starting to get a little pricey. Uh, I'm looking at Fandle here right now. I just want to pull up uh, the price real quick for you on Bradley Beal because it's kind of been fluctuating recently. Uh, I got Bradley Beal's price tag at uh, 7.9K. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, he's 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 a solid player. I, I like Bradley Beal. Uh, I hate what pay, paying for him when he's like at that like high eight k eight k nine k range. Uh, I think he's fine here. I think he's more of a Fanduel play, obviously. Uh, you know, because you have to play two shooting guards. There's a lot of different guys at the top here that you can choose from between like the Old Depots, Lou Williams, the Rosen, Bradley Beal, and uh, Drew Holiday's. And Chris Middleton, tons of different guys there, but uh, I don't know. I think I think he's a fine play, but not a guy that I have a strong stance on or anything like that. I do like Otto Porter. Problem with Otto Porter is the price is kind of getting expensive at seven point five k. But uh, if you look at the position in general, small forward's kind of weak today. Uh, not a position that I absolutely love. Uh, you know, we have a guy like Giannis at the top, and then we got Otto Porter, and then from there, I mean, it's like Damari Carroll's the third uh, highest price small forward on FanDuel. Like, that's kind of crazy to think about. So, uh, I think Otto Porter's really in play, a guy you're going to want to get a lot of exposure to. I, that's why I don't feel like I have to play Bradley Beal. I'm already going to get exposure through Otto Porter, uh, and Otto Porter, I, I just feel like recently has been a lot better. So, 
Uh, I'm going to side without a border here. Uh, he's been really good, too. Like, I just have no complaints of what his game log has really been. Uh, here's his last, like, let's go six games for you. 32.6, 29.2, uh, 38.9, 37.4, 49, and 35. I mean, I, I just think this is a pretty good spot for a guy like Otto Porter. So I'll definitely get some exposure to him on this slate. Uh, if you look at uh, Thomas Sanaransky, uh 5.7K, it's, it's kind of expensive for him, and he was kind of overachieving to start out, and he's really kind of uh, came back down to earth a little bit. So I think that price is too much on Sanaransky. There's other guys I'd rather pay for, so I will pass on Sanaransky. No need to play him. Uh, Marcin Gortat, that, that price is really cheap for Marcin Gortat. Like, uh, not a guy I love the roster. Like, you know, most of the year I have not been playing him. But uh, last game out, I liked him against Toronto. He, he got uh, 25 fantasy points in 24 minutes, which is really good. Uh, the question is, sometimes he doesn't get enough minutes. Uh, so will he get enough minutes in this spot? And if you look at the head-to-head matchups between Turner and Gortat, I mean, it seems like he's going to get enough minutes. That's the one thing I'm really always worried about is will Marcin Gortat get enough minutes against Miles Turner? If you look at the last game that they played, uh, it was 20 minutes this year. So, uh, you know, 20 minutes is not the greatest. But if you look at the past years, I mean, 34, 34, 41, 42. So um, I know this has like, been a different Marcin Gortat this year. So I'm kind of expecting – I'm not expecting that 20-minute mark. I know Miles Turner played 22 the last game. I'm expecting them to kind of match each other, and I'm not thinking Miles Turner is going to play 20, like 22 minutes in that spot. Uh, it feels like that game was probably some type of outlier, or maybe it was one of those games where he was on a minutes restriction or something like that. I would say we're getting like 20. I, I'm thinking we're getting like at least 22 minutes from Gortat, uh, and at 4.1k, I think that's fine. Uh, and, and there's upside for more, right? I'm just telling you what I think the floor is going to be for him. So. I think at that price tag on Fandle, it's just way too cheap. And if you're, you know, jamming in studs that, you know, like say, you know, with Anthony Davis on this slate, he's the guy we want to get exposure to. There's a guy like Giannis you can play. Uh, you know, Oladipo, he's expensive. You can play him too. There's a lot of guys you can pay for. We may not have tons of LeBron Jameses and Russell Westbrooks and all those guys, but uh, we have enough stars where I do think if you need to go cheap at spots, you, you can and you should. And I think Gortat is someone that we definitely uh, need to be considering on Fandle at 4.1K. I like that price tag for him. I think he's uh, in play. And we love to target uh, centers against the Pacers. They've been horrific against centers. So, uh, I think on this slate, because I'm, I'm going to a hockey game, so I won't be able to uh, play my normal cash game type of action. I'll be playing tournaments, though. And I think uh, I think I might make Gortat my center. We'll have to see uh, how things play out. But I kind of want to pay up for Anthony Davis. Uh, he's a guy that we'll talk about. But uh, I don't know. I think there's a lot of upside at that price for a guy like Gortat. And maybe he can be a little sneaky. Who knows? We'll see how the industry uh, reacts throughout the day. But, uh, yeah, let's go on to the next game, though. Again, I think Otto Porter and Gortat are my two favorite guys on that uh, Washington side of the ball today. Uh, let's talk about the Charlotte Hornets here. Uh, you know, 218.5 total against the Toronto Raptors. Uh, this game is definitely one I think that we should have a little bit of interest in. Uh, not my favorite game on the slate, but uh, what do we do with a guy like uh, Dwight Howard? Let's look at the head-to-head game logs. because That's always something I like to look at uh, with centers and point guards. Uh, so let me grab this Dwight Howard. Put him in here and match him up against Valanchunas. And we have... Look at their game logs against each other. Dwight Howard, he's been, you know, he's been solid. Uh, not like, no, no like explosion spots or anything. Really in the rebounds, he hasn't like gone uh, insane, which, you know, he has not, doesn't have any 2020 games here or anything like that. Uh, but at this price, we don't really need that from him. That's the other thing. Uh, Gortat's price. Or not Gortat's price. Uh, I have Gortat in my mind. Uh, Dwight Howard's price has gone, it gotten cheaper around the industry at 7.4K. Uh, makes him uh, a lot more viable now. 
I think 7.2k on DraftKings, that price is just way too cheap on Gortat. I said Gortat again, my guy, my fault, guys. I uh, have him on my mind, apparently. But uh, Dwight Howard, yeah, his price is too cheap. Like 7.2k, I don't know if you guys remember, but uh, Howard is a guy that we've been playing, you know, for a lot this season. He's just been way too cheap, underpriced most of the year. He was in like the, you know, high 6k range when he shouldn't have been. Then he was in like the low 7s for too long. And then he hit in like the high 8s and then really started struggling. Uh, and now he's gotten back down to the mid 7s, uh, low 7s range. Uh, this is a spot where I want to be buying on uh, Dwight Howard. He's someone that I definitely think we need to be getting exposure to on this slate. I'll likely, I don't know if I'll likely pass on Kemba Walker, but he's a guy I don't have as much interest in. Uh, point guard, though, is weak. That's the one thing. So I can see myself maybe if I have the money for it paying up. It's just a weaker position than normal. Uh, I'll read you some of the point guards on this slate. Kemba Walker, Kyle Lowry, Eric Bledsoe, Spencer Dinwiddie, Rajon Rondo, Dennis Smith Jr. I mean, this is not a strong point guard class that we got here. Uh, and he's going up against Kyle Lowry defense. So uh, unless, like, it depends on how value shakes up and say I'm, like, forced to pay up at point guard, of course I'm going to take those raw points. But uh, I don't know. I think Kemba Walker is not a guy I'm really that interested in on this slate. Not a guy that I'm really going to get try and get some crazy exposure to. So, uh, yeah, Kemba Walker is not really the guy for me on the Hornets. It's really going to be um, uh, Dwight Howard is the guy I'm really going to be looking at. Nick Batum's been a lot better. Uh, has been definitely playing pretty good basketball. Price tag is uh, getting a little expensive, but like, just let me read you the game logs here. 30.5, 31.2, 45.5, 42.5, 37, 42.6. Uh, I think there's reasons to buy in on uh, Nicholas Batum. He's just been really good, but kind of came back to that like old form that we've seen. So uh, yeah, I, I think I'm going to go with some uh, Nick Batum here. Uh, the problem is the price. Like if I was building multiple lineups, I would I would be uh, probably playing. If I'm playing like one line, it's kind of a little bit tougher. And the Raptors, they're just a really strong defensive team. So uh, I don't know. The price is a little expensive. That's the one worry. I, I like him. I think he's a fine play. Uh, so I kind of think I'd just rather find that money for like other guys. Like maybe find uh, the 900 more dollars for a guy like Lou Williams. Uh, you know, I just I, I don't know if I, I could pay the price tag on Batum, but he's been really good. Like if, if you've been playing Batum and you it, it's been going well, like keep buying in on him i think he's a good play i think he's solid uh like even on DraftKings, 6.9k i think he's someone you can get exposure to uh you know again like i said i'm i'm just playing uh one tournament team because like i said i'm going to a hockey game so uh it's it might be a little tougher for me to roster a nick batum but i mean you can't doubt what he's doing and i'm also someone uh you know i have this bias now right like uh, i don't want to be chasing nick batum uh, i was playing him earlier in the season when he was like 5.5k and he wasn't as good and it's kind of harder for you to jump back on board now that the price has gone up and it's like well i kind of feel like i missed the boat so that's kind of one of the uh, struggles that i'm having here with a guy like uh, nick batum so yeah, uh, let's go to the Raptor side of the ball though here, and I actually think this is a pretty good spot for Kyle Lowry, and I'd rather play him over uh, Kemba Walker. Uh, Lowry's a guy that uh, you know he's been uh, you know up and down throughout the season, but uh, going with some Kemba Walker defense, uh, no complaints there for me. I I'll definitely think uh, Kyle Lowry is a guy that I think we can consider on this slate. Uh, don't love playing him, but point guard is a weak position. I think this is a good time to buy in on a guy like a Kyle Lowry. So I think he's someone I'll play. Uh, and normally if I play one, I won't play the other. So I doubt I'll be playing much DeMar DeRozan. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't hate him though. I, there's just, there's a lot of good like shooting guards here. Like I'm, I keep staring at the shooting guard page, but like uh, I could see getting some exposure to him uh, in this spot. I don't hate him, but I, I like I lean like a Lou Williams instead. I think he's going to be a guy I want to get a ton of exposure to against the Nets. Uh, even like a Drew Holiday with no DeMarcus Cousins, you know, Drew Holiday's had some massive games. So those are two guys I'm like really keying in on at shooting guard right now. So uh, I don't know. And I don't love playing DeMar Rosen too. Um, he's been a guy that's uh, definitely not someone I've rostered a ton in DFS.
But yeah, uh, Raptors had a ball like Valanchunas, Ibaka. I don't really think I need to play these guys uh, today. They're not guys I'm uh, too interested in. Don't think that they're really fitting my build. So uh, and, and not the greatest matchups for them. So I, I'm going to pass. Like Ibaka's definitely struggled uh, recently. Valanchunas, I'm not really a Valanchunas guy. Uh, I'll play him when he's like super cheap. And then this price tag for him, I will pass. Or if Valanchunas hits those hot streaks, right? He's not in one of those hot streaks right now. I'll just pass on them and... Kind of keep it just the Kyle Lowry for me only on uh, on the Raptor side of the ball. Let's go to the next game. 223 total. Probably the uh, one of the games of the slate, right? It's between this and uh, another one we'll get to. But uh, the Pelicans and the Mavericks. Uh, 223 total. Have to love this game. You're going to want to get a ton of exposure to it. Uh, two of my favorite plays, I think, of the slate are maybe in this game. Uh, just from a point per dollar. Well, maybe not from a point per dollar perspective, but... Uh, <laughs> Like, Anthony Davis, uh, he's just a guy you're plugging in, right? Uh, I know I say, like, you know, probably from a point per dollar perspective, two plays I like in this game, but, I mean, just raw points. You, you just plug him in. I feel like you build every single lineup with Anthony Davis. This is too good of a spot. We know how bad Dallas is on the boards. We know how much they've been eaten alive against big men all throughout the season. Like, play Anthony Davis. It's, it's like, whoever doesn't play him today... I think you made a mistake. Even if Anthony Davis doesn't get there, I think you made a mistake. And watch, this will probably be the spot where Anthony Davis goes down for injury or something. Or, you know, I just think you have to play him, though. Like, have to play Anthony Davis in this spot. He's too good of a play. And now it's nice. He's power forward eligible now, too, on FanDuel. So that makes it nice. On DraftKings, too, I would just make sure to plug him in. Uh, the price is just crazy. Let me just make sure, uh, you know, let me just make sure that he's not, like, too ridiculous of a price tag now over on. Uh, over on DraftKings, because uh, I'm starting to get worried that they're going to price him up too much, and it's going to be in that Russell Westbrook territory. We have to start thinking about it. Nah, he's 11.7K. Uh, yeah, on DraftKings, ha- you're, you're going to play Anthony Davis. Just plug him in your lineups. Uh, that's enough said. Everyone knows that. Uh, Drew Holiday, I think he's a guy that I'm, I'm going to get some exposure to. Rather than pay the uh, more expensive price on a guy like Rondo, uh, you know, I'll just go to Drew Holiday. He's been pretty consistent most of the year. Uh, I think he's a pretty good play, someone I'd like to get exposure to. I know Rondo has upside at that price, uh, and he gets a little revenge game against uh, Rick Carlisle and the Dallas Mavericks. We know the history between them, so I don't hate taking a dart on Rondo. I like him more in DraftKings for 5.8K rather than 6.4K, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm sort of a guy that... Uh, uh, you know, Boston Celtic fan, liked Rondo when he was there, and uh, I, I kind of want to, like, see him thrive, and I know it has been the greatest career the last, uh, you know, three years or so, but uh, I don't know. This is not a spot I hate uh, for him. Uh, again, it's uh, this game's going to be one that we're going to want to get a lot of exposure to, so I don't hate uh, throwing some tournament darts with Rondo, but it's definitely had the rank of it's Davis 1, Drew Holiday 2, and then Rondo 3 for me. Uh, other than that, on the Pelican side of the ball, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Not really interested in a lot of these other guys. I think Miritich is fine. There's upside there, so I don't hate him. Uh, it de- just depends on what kind of lineup they roll out. They always depend, oh, is it Emeka Okafor or is it Miritich? Uh, that's kind of always the debate. I think it's going to be Miritich in this spot, so I don't hate him. think he's a guy that you can consider. Uh, another guy I think that we should kind of talk about, and I've, I've been talking about him, uh, is... Emeka Okafor. I mean, he's been like pretty solid for a cheap price tag. Uh, not really a play on FanDuel for me because like he's at the center position. I feel like that's just wasting a spot if you're doing that. Just uh, not a fan of that. But on DraftKings, I mean, 3.8K if we find out he starts, right? If we find out he starts. I don't know if he's going to. That's kind of the issue. The, you know, Elvin Gentry really doesn't tell us until like lock and it's really frustrating. So uh, I don't hate him as like a tournament dart. Uh, again, we know how bad Dallas is against bigs. And Emeka Okafor, if he gets uh, 22 to 25 minutes, I could see him paying off that price tag easily. So uh, I don't hate that. And again, it's crazy to think that Emeka Okafor is uh, someone that's alive here in DFS, but he is someone that is in play, I think, on this slate with how bad Dallas is uh, against big men. 
if you want to like roster each one more and mix them in throughout your lineups and you like him, I think it's fine. But I, not not a play for me today. I don't think I need to do that. But uh, he's a guy that's always been like seems like he's pretty consistent and solid. You're never like uh, mad at Etwan more. So uh, I, I get it if you'd want to do that. But let's go to the Dallas side of the ball. Talk about Dennis Smith Jr. I love him. Point guard is kind of weak today. I think this is a big Dennis Smith Jr. spot. I think we're going to get, uh, you know, maybe not a big spot, but I, I think like 5X is like just feels like so safe. He just seems safe with a ceiling, right? Uh, it feels like he could have a big game. Uh, I, I love Dennis Smith Jr. in this spot. I think this is a great spot for him. Uh, you know, we have Wes Matthews. He's also questionable for this game, so that's going to help some of these other Mavericks guys, right? It's going to give Yogi Ferrell a little bit of a boost. Uh, so that should be nice for him. Even J.J. Barea, I mean, there, there could be extra minutes for him that he could play. But uh, I don't know. I think it's just Dennis Smith Jr. is my guy that I'm really looking at right now. I'm going to want to get a lot of exposure to on this slate. So like him, definitely a guy that you want to uh, want to be looking at. And uh, don't sleep on him. He's one of my favorite uh, point guards. Plays of the slate. Harrison Barnes, too. We know we like to play uh, wing players against the Pelicans. Uh, this is a great Harrison Barnes spot. He's kind of too cheap too uh, for uh, you know what he's been doing. He, he's he's pretty safe, right? Like it, if you roster Harrison Barnes, are you going to be like, man, Harrison Barnes really dudded for me today? It just seems like that's not something that's going to happen. I know there was that Utah spot where you're eleven point eight, but again, that's Utah, and this is the Pelicans, and they're so bad defensively. Uh, they struggle against uh, wing players. This is a good spot for him. I, I I don't see how we don't want, you know get exposure to a guy like Harrison Barnes today. I like him a lot here. Um, going to get exposure to Harrison Barnes. Uh, definitely a big fan of him. Dwight Powell, he kind of disappointed us a little bit the other day. Uh, I, I don't think I'm going to go back to the well with him today. Uh, he's a little pricey, and on top of that, I could worry about him maybe getting some foul trouble and struggling with uh, you guys like Anthony Davis. So I'm going to probably pass on him. I would kind of prefer uh, maybe playing a guy like Dirk Nowitzki, you know, the crafty vet against the uh, superstar. I think they're going to need Dirk, and they're, they're going to, you know, put him in here a lot because, again, it's a guy like Anthony Davis that's, uh, you know, a very difficult uh, guy to defend. And a guy like Dirk, he's been in the league a while. He knows how to stay out of foul trouble. He knows how to do, uh, you know, Play, play the game correctly, and Dwight Powell could keep his, maybe not keep his hands to himself and struggle. So I don't hate Dirk here. Again, we're trying to play, uh, you know, this is a fast-paced team that doesn't play a lot of defense. I've talked about how I like to play Dirk in spots where I know I'm getting a team that doesn't play a lot of defense and plays at a faster tempo. Uh, we had that spot the other day against Chicago. He actually got 27 minutes, which I was pretty surprised about. And he got, you know, 32.2 fantasy points. Uh, just, I want teams that don't play defense, and I want teams that uh, are going to play at a fast pace because it gives Dirk more opportunities because we don't have that minute ceiling for him anymore. And when I play him, uh, I want to make sure I'm getting the most out of that time. And I feel like you can get it, get it here. And I could see him getting a little extra minutes, like I said, because going up against an Anthony Davis, could see a lot of these guys maybe getting into some foul trouble and struggling. So, uh, yeah, that's about it for me. I know I've uh, I've been talking about Nerms Noel a little bit. If you listen to some of my content, uh, I think Nerms Noel. This is probably not a good spot for him because I can see foul trouble for him. But he's just a guy like I, you know, like I mentioned during the week, uh, or I mentioned on Friday last week. Uh, just look at the game log so far: fifteen minutes, twelve point one; fifteen minutes, eighteen point seven. Uh, again, he's like the minimum on DraftKings. Uh, I think he's interesting because of the upside that we've seen in the past, and I just wanted to mention it because I think it's someone that we're gonna want to buy here in like the next coming like week or so, and want to try and get on. So uh, yeah, I just wanted to mention him for you guys. Just 
just be on the lookout for him, right? Uh, I'm kind of waiting for the word for Rick Colorado to say that they're unleashing him or anything like that. Or if like an injury goes down to one of the forwards, then want to play him. So, uh, but I figured I'd mention him. Uh, I think it's a, a guy that we've seen, you know, have these massive games in the past and just want to say, hey, be on the lookout for him. Uh, don't know if today's the day for that, but, uh, you know, if they do go double bigs, they are going to need his size. Uh, so yeah, we'll have to see uh, kind of what happens. Uh, it's one of those things I'm I'm thinking, you know, in like a $4 tournament on DraftKings, take a shot here or there. The dude's going to be like less than 1% owned. So uh, yeah, wouldn't hate it, but don't put your whole bankroll on it or anything like that. Uh, and maybe not the best spot for him, right? Could get into some foul trouble. More so like guys like Dirk, Harrison Barnes, and, and Dennis Smith Jr. Those are probably my three favorite plays on the Dallas side of the ball. And this is a game you're going to want to get a ton of exposure to. So make sure you guys do that on this slate. Let's go on to the next game, though. We have the uh, Philadelphia 76ers and the Milwaukee Bucks, 219 total. And I don't know. This is a game I'm just not really as much interested in as I would think. I think Joel Embiid is the guy I want on the Sixers side of the ball and the main guy I'm keying in on. The rest, I really don't want to play that much. Uh, it's just we know how bad the Bucks are against centers. Uh, I think it's just everything's going to be funneled in Embiid. I think this is a great Embiid spot. I think he'd absolutely smash. Uh, so a lot of centers to like on this slate already that we've talked about, but uh, I think uh, Embiid is a guy that I'm going to want to get some exposure to. I like him. Someone that's definitely in play on this slate. It's kind of hard on like a site like a FanDuel uh, if you plug in Embiid and then you plug in Anthony Davis, uh, I'm sure on DraftKings too, I haven't done that yet, but if you plug both those guys in, I mean, man, like now you're you're, you're struggling for some value. So uh, 5.3K, let me see what it is on DraftKings. Because again, this is like a great Embiid spot. I mean, we cannot like uh, sleep on him here. He's going to be a guy we're going to want to get a ton of exposure to. If you plug those two in on DraftKings, you get 4.6K 4. Uh, left for your remaining guys. So again, I mean, I want to play both these guys, but it's tough. If you force me to pick, I'm taking Anthony Davis over Embiid. But uh, I, I would make sure if you're playing this slate in tournaments, uh, you know, I would make sure to try and make Davis and Embiid lineups and see if they're, you're comfortable with them, see if you think they have enough upside because if both the, both these guys can easily go off in these spots. Uh, I mean, it's 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 a perfect matchup for the two of them. Uh, and, hey, those guys are also really fun guys to roster. But uh, for me, if I have to pick, give me a lean, it's going to be Anthony Davis. That's the guy I would prefer. Uh, but that's about it for the Sixers for me. I really don't want to play uh, Simmons in this spot. I don't think it's a good spot for him. Uh, I think these, some of these guys like Sarich kind of priced up. Uh, I don't mind a JJ Redick. I think, you know, JJ Redick and Covington kind of fit in that, uh, okay, they have upside at their price. They're okay plays. You can mix and match them throughout your lineups. They're those type of plays. But other than that, I really don't want to play a lot of these Sixers. It's really Embiid is the guy that I'm keying in on. Uh, let's look at the Milwaukee side of the ball, though. Uh, Eric Bledsoe, I think he's a guy that has some pretty decent upside here, and we know how point guard's kind of weak today. Uh, price tag again, like I said, seven point one k. I think it's a fair price, but I still think there is upside even at that price for a guy like Eric Bledsoe. Don't hate him. Don't hate Middleton's price too at a uh, six point nine k on DraftKings. Think he's solid. Uh, so guys, I think I could play. Uh, I probably won't play Giannis. Reason why is uh, I'm already playing Davis. Or do you think Embiid is a really good play? I doubt I'll, I'll go to Giannis. The only thing is, like, if you look at FanDuel, right? And one reason why I don't know if I'm going to play Embiid over there is uh, you're looking at the position and kind of breaking it down and. I'll talk about small forward. Here we go. I'm just going to list off the small forward plays on FanDuel. Giannis, Otto Porter, Damari Carroll, Harrison Barnes, Alan Crabb, Robert Covington. I mean, this is a weak uh, small forward position. Just not a lot of guys to play. So uh, if I'm playing cash games, I, I kind of see myself maybe going with like a guy like Giannis uh, instead of Embiid. And, uh, you know, make sure I'm playing Anthony Davis and plugging in Giannis and, and uh, Davis together. And that's kind of how I might think I'll do my cash game if I play my studs. Like, that's how I'll construct it. Normally, I like to build from the ground up. But, uh, again, I'm looking on this slate and I'm trying to find, uh, you know, find the best way to kind of navigate it. And it really seems like 
on a site like FanDuel where you have to play two small forwards. Like, no matter what, in the winning lineup, there will be two small forwards. Uh, I, I feel like it's tough to not play Giannis here on FanDuel. So, uh, Let's see what his DraftKings price is, because I know on DraftKings, Giannis has been a really interesting play. Yeah, he's only 10K on DraftKings. Man, I don't know how I can pass on Giannis at 10K. Oh, man, he's definitely more in play than I was thinking, just from, uh, you know, just trying to be price sensitive and looking at the position as well. Uh, man, I, I I know the matchup is really good for Embiid, but maybe Embiid is the guy that I end up not playing just because of that with Giannis. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Giannis is a guy, again, I think now we're going we're gonna to have to get more exposure to. We're going to have to, like, more. Uh, and... Probably a guy I'm definitely gonna definitely gonna be looking to roster now. Looking at the position, it's just too weak, uh, especially on a site like Fanduel. So uh, I'm running in circles now, just because I'm just it's you know I thought I knew what I was gonna do, but now I'm just kind of uh, rethinking some things through uh, on the slate. But uh, I I think he's gonna be a guy you want to pay for. It's really king in on guys like Giannis, Bledsoe, and Middleton. Don't really worry about John Henson and these other guys like on the Bucks. Don't mix and match them throughout your lineups. Uh, they're not the greatest plays, and you know Henson, I'm expecting probably would get in some foul trouble. And uh, these bench guys on the Bucks are not guys I'd really like to roster a ton. Next game is interesting: uh, the New York Knicks and the Sacramento Kings. And this is kind of a frustrating one because we have, you know, a Knicks team that uh, you know the Jeff Hornacek is really annoying with his minutes. And just when we thought, like just when we thought we understood what Jeff Hornacek was doing. Uh, he totally uh, messes things up and starts playing the starters more minutes again. Like Enos Cantor goes out there for 29 minutes. Uh, you know, really frustrating. Michael Beasley, he only got 19, right? You would have expected he would have got run, but you never know. Courtney Lee, I believe he got some run. What was he? He got 26 minutes, right? I mean, just ridiculous. And he's like the minimum now. So like if he did get 26 minutes in the minimum, of course I'd want to play Courtney Lee, but I don't know what Jeff Warnerjack is going to do. Uh, and then he messed with those guards, right? He was playing Trey Burke uh, a lot of minutes. Then Trey Burke is now only playing 18 the last game. Uh, Nicolina only played 20. And let's see what Moutier, he played 26. So like not as many minutes as he was in the past. So it's really frustrating situation. Uh, I wish I could tell you what the Knicks were doing, but I really, I, I can't tell you. It's like on a game-to-game basis. He, Hornacek does what he wants to. Uh, so it's kind of frustrating the Knicks side of the ball. My biggest advice with the Knicks is don't get too much exposure to these guys. Don't overexpose yourself to them. Uh, that's kind of going to be the approach I take. I know it's not the greatest advice, but it's definitely a scary spot for some of these guys. I think Tom Hard Tim Hardaway Jr. is kind of safe and has a decent matchup, so I don't hate him, and I feel kind of comfortable rostering him. And if I knew these guys were getting minutes, I, I would love it. I think there's upside with Enos Cantor. If you think he's going to get the minutes, then play Enos Cantor because it's a great matchup. But if you don't think he's going to play play the minutes, then don't play Enos Cantor. That's the best way to sum it up. And then these guards, uh, they're starting to get priced up enough where I think um, I think they can have still upside at this price. But at the same time, there is risk with them now, especially with uh, Hornacek messing with their minutes last game. So... I don't think they're must plays. I think the point guards are definitely in play, though, too, because how weak the point guard position is. I think they're fine guys to mix and match throughout your lineups for the amount of like minutes and usage and shots they've been putting up. But uh, I'm not going to get too much exposure to the Knicks because of the risk that they carry. Unless we get like word like pre lineup lock, too, right? That uh, the Knicks are going to, uh, you know, you know, guarantee us minutes on guys. But again, like they're just too risky. I don't really want to mess around with them. Let's head over to the Kings side of the ball. And again, not another team I like the roster. Uh, this is not a team I want to play a ton of, but. Uh, you know, a guy like Willie Cauley Stein is out. There's definitely going to be some type of value here to consider. Uh, Zach Randolph, he ended up playing 25 minutes yesterday with uh, Willie Cauley Stein out. And then Scala BCA, he got decent run at 28 minutes, had a pretty good game against a team like Utah. I think Scala is, is in play here, someone you're going to want to consider. Uh, even Kosa Kufis, he got some run at 25 minutes. So those are going to be like the, the three main uh, big men that they're, you're looking at here. Uh, like I said, I think Kosa Kufis is a fine value play. I probably won't play Randolph because... 
Uh, I don't know. I don't feel comfortable that they're actually going to give him enough run. Uh, but I like Scal. I think Scal's going to be a really good value play, someone that we're going to want to consider with Willie Cullistein out. Uh, won't be really messing around with like Vince Carter. I don't think we need to play him or Justin Jackson. I uh, don't think those are guys that are really uh, going to be on my rosters today. If we look at the guards, though, I mean, I think this is a pretty good spot for De'Aaron Fox. And, yeah, I talked about how uh, point guard is not the strongest today. So I think De'Aaron Fox is someone that we can roster. Uh, feel safe about his upside still. I think there's enough, uh, you know, an, uh, at this price there's enough, uh, you know, he's, he's a high enough ceiling where he, we can still roster him. I think he's a pretty good play here on this slate. Uh, Bogdanovich, Bogdan, uh, I like him. I just don't know if this is the spot for him. I think he's a solid play. I think he's someone I, I'm looking to roster. I just I do worry about that price. It's a little expensive. I know he still has upside at this price, but uh, I don't want to get too much exposure him, but I think he's a fine play. Don't hate him. Probably won't play Buddy Heald. Not the biggest Buddy Heald fan. I think he's too up and down for me, and I probably will pass on him, but I don't want a ton of exposure to Kings. Again, this is a game that uh, you want to probably be underweight from the field on because there's just... A lot of uncertainty with these guys and, uh, you know, just they're, they're spreading minutes out too much where, and, you know, sometimes some guy has more run than another, but it's, it's tough to predict because we don't know what Hornacek is doing. And I think there's enough games on this slate. It's not like a two-game slate or a three-game slate where we feel forced to have to roster some of these guys. Six-game slate, uh, I think we can pull it off. Maybe on DraftKings, you're probably going to feel feel more forced to roster some of these guys with that four-game slate. But some of these guys are in play, but again, there, there's risk with this game. Brooklyn Nets and the uh, Los Angeles Clippers. This is one of the games you're going to want to target a ton of. 226 team total. Uh, I, I think the Clippers side of the ball is going to be one I'm going to get a bunch of exposure to and, and have a lot of interest. Uh, we'll talk about the Nets first, though, and kind of get them out of the way. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, I uh, think it's a fine spot for him, but I don't, I don't know. I don't really want to play him. Let's see what his DraftKings price is because uh, he's normally a better play over there. A uh, 6.5K. I think he's in play. He's fine. Uh, I don't love him. Don't hate him. Uh, he's going to be one of those guys that I consider, but uh, you know, in the end, he probably just doesn't make my uh, final rosters, but he's someone I wouldn't mind getting exposure to. I like Tia Dosich here. I think this is a good spot for him. Uh, still really cheap, getting a minutes increase. Last three games, right, 26 minutes, 27, 28. Uh, feeling safe that he's going to get that type of minutes against the Nets at his current price of 4.5K. And on DraftKings, he is 4.7K. I love Tia Dosich here. I think he's a really good value play that we should get some exposure to. Austin Rivers, I like him. He's starting to get a little pricey for my liking, but we know Austin Rivers has upside. I do worry that Tia Dosich eats into that upside a little bit. So I'm um, tempering my expectation with Rivers and probably end up won't playing him. He's a guy I normally play a lot, but I don't know. I don't think I'll end up going with him. Uh, Lou Williams, I, I love him in this spot. I think this is a great uh, matchup for him. He could have a ton of upside when, when Lou Williams gets going. He chalks up the ball and uh, could see him doing really well here. Just the price is a little uh, little expensive. 8.2K over on FanDuel and on DraftKings. Lou Williams is 7.7. I still think there's upside there, though. and I do think there is some downside, though. If we know he's going to be high-owned, I wouldn't hate fading him uh, or maybe being underweight on the field just because I do think if his shot's not falling, the upside's in trouble. But I do think this is a good spot for him and someone I would like to look at. Uh, uh, let's see, who else we got here? Uh, yeah, Tyron Walls, he is gone, so no need for him. CJ Williams, uh, he uh, had a pretty good game last game, played 26 minutes. Uh, I think he's a nice value, uh, especially against the Nets. Uh, I think CJ Williams in play is going to get like, you know, mid-20s minutes. He's a guy that definitely... Definitely want to consider uh, Wesley Johnson. I will not play him. He is still uh, he's still recovering from the James Harden broken ankles, so I and he's just not getting the minutes right now. Uh, don't think we need to be playing him. Montrezl Harrezel, that's what I call him. I like uh, I like Montrez here. I think this is a really good spot for him against the Nets. Think he's a really safe uh, play, good cash game option. Also has some upside. I like uh, Harrell on Fanduel and DraftKings. A guy I definitely think I want to get exposure to. Also like Tobias Harris. The problem is the price. A uh, little expensive for my liking. Seven point seven K on Fanduel, DraftKings he is 7.2k uh 
I think he still has upside at this price, but it's kind of limited. It's starting to get a little too expensive for me. So what I, pr I probably end up passing on Tobias Harris. The only way I see myself playing him again is if I, uh, you know, I'm building lineups and uh, I feel like from a raw points perspective, uh, there's just too much value that ends up opening up on the slate. And I feel like I can go up to him, but, um, like I said, I think he's a fine play, but I, I do worry about his upside slightly here. So not the biggest Harris fan today. Uh, I think he's fine, but uh, just worry about the price being too high for my liking. DeAndre Jordan, uh, man, this guy has been frustrating, right? Uh, last game, though, out against the Knicks, 19 points and 20 rebounds and had 54.5 fantasy points. And if you look at the games before, 25.7, 23.8, 38.6, then 51.3, 60.1. Uh, he's all over the place, just too wide of a range of outcomes for my liking in cash. But in tournaments, if I told you DeAndre Jordan against the Nets, uh, you would think he'd have a massive game. So I really think this is a pretty solid DeAndre Jordan spot in tournaments. Keep it strictly to tournaments, though, guys. Uh, I think there's some risks there, obviously. Uh, so I think DeAndre Jordan also on DraftKings 7.6K. I think he's in play for tournaments and someone you're going to want to consider for the upside that he has. And he gets the Brooklyn Nets. We've seen so many centers kill the Brooklyn Nets this year. So definitely want to consider him in your uh, in your tournament lineups today. Uh, let's go to the... Uh, I don't know. I kind of definitely switched over from the Nets to the uh, Clippers at one point. We really didn't touch the Nets enough. Sorry about that. I kind of just switched over. I got distracted by, uh, I feel like it was Milos looking at a price tag, but uh, we'll go back to the Nets real quick. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, D'Angelo Russell, uh, he's a guy that I, I, I like. Uh, the minutes are increasing. When he's on the court, he chucks up the ball. He sees a lot of usage. Last uh, you know, two games, 32 minutes and 38 minutes. Even the games before that, 29 minutes, 32 minutes, 28. I'm feeling pretty safe about him. I know the price is starting to get hiked up. 7.5 camp fandles a lot. Over on DraftKings, we get Russell for 7.3. I like him. I think he's in play. Uh, I think you can consider him. Uh, I, I'm, I'm thinking we get some exposure to Russell here. I like him. But again, that, that shooting guard range, uh, I talked about, uh, you know, the Lou Williams, DeMar DeRozan, Bradley Beal, Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, uh, D'Angelo Russell, and, and Nick Batum. It's a pretty strong shooting guard slate, uh, which is weird to say for a six-game slate. So, uh, yeah, uh, a lot of those guys I like in that range. It's tough to decipher them. If I had to pick two that are my favorite, uh, Drew's definitely one of them that I'm going to mainly target in on. And then... Uh, I, don't know, I like Lou Williams a lot. Uh, I do worry again, like in tournaments, if you if you if I told you like Lou Williams was like fifty percent owned, uh, like there there could be guys here that can be super low owned. Then it, so it depends on ownership. Uh, be on the lookout that for in the RG premium section, and uh, I do think uh, finding guys at lower ownership in this range is not a bad idea. Uh, and uh, again, though, I like Middleton or not Middleton. I like uh, Holiday and Lou Williams here at the shooting guard a lot. Um, Let's uh, let's talk about the Nets a little bit and get back into that. Uh, Damari Carroll again. I talked about he's like the third highest priced, uh, you know, um, guy on uh, Fanduel at the small forward position. He, he's kind of expensive. Uh, I think he's a fine safe cash gameplay. Like, I, but I do worry about his upside. So I don't know. Uh, I don't think we need to be playing Damari Carroll. I'd prefer to go Harrison Barnes at the same exact price. Uh, so yeah, no Damari Carroll for me. Uh, I think I'll pass on him. I don't mind Rondé Hollis Jefferson's price. I mean. Uh, his price is really cheap. The problem is the minutes. 21 minutes, 20 minutes, and 21 minutes the last three games. There's only 5.6K on FanDuel and on DraftKings. We got Rondé Hollis Jefferson's price at 5.4K. So if I know that, you say I get word that there's going to be a minutes uh, you know, increase for Hollis Jefferson. Say they say, they say oh, you know, he's going to be playing 25 minutes tomorrow. Uh, I'm definitely going to want to play some Rondé Hollis Jefferson here in this spot. So uh, yeah, be on the lookout for the minutes and what they're going to do with him. I think that's kind of going to going to kind of determine what we are going to do with him here. So uh, Ronnie Hollis-Jefferson, don't, uh, don't forget about him on this slate. 
Uh, if we look at the uh, you know center position, Jared Allen, I, I just think he's starting to get too pricey for my liking. 5.7K. There's a lot of other centers I've liked on this slate. Sure, he could get there enough for you. Uh, I don't think it's the greatest spot for him, though. 5.5K. There's just better plays, in my opinion. So I'll pass on a guy like Jared Allen. And uh, that'll wrap up the slate, guys. Uh, that's about it. That'll do it for me. But before we get on out of here uh, for the uh, you know weekend grind, uh, I definitely think that uh, you know we got to do the lock and load segment of the day, right? Got to talk about who whose guys you want to get in your lineups. Uh, I'll say this right now: just play Anthony Davis, please. Like, don't be cute. Let those other guys miss on him. I mean, it's just it's too good of a spot for Anthony Davis. So. Uh, uh yeah i don't know I, it's too tough to pass on him for me i'm gonna definitely get me some anthony davis exposure on this slate uh so yeah he's one guy that i would make sure you get a ton of exposure to but that's too easy right uh we, we can't just leave it with anthony davis come on that that's way way too easy here uh the guy i'll give you and i again I, I really like him here over uh you know over on FanDuel. uh it, it's dennis smith jr uh, i think he's too good of a play he's a guy that we want to get a ton of exposure to on this slate uh, you know, think his price is just too gr- too good. Don't want to pass on that. So Dennis Smith Jr. We'll go with him. We'll make him my lock and load play of the day. I think there's a lot of. Uh, I think it's just like a safe uh, safe option with upside. Uh, definitely like him. So give me Dennis Smith Jr. He's a guy I'm gonna want to get on the Dallas side of the ball. So uh, yeah, that's about it for the slate, guys. Thanks a lot for joining me. Uh, hope you guys had an awesome awesome weekend and then we can get back into the dfs swing here we got march nba dfs it's a fun time Uh, we got march madness coming around the corner and then nlb will be creeping up on us soon so again thanks a lot for joining me uh if you have any questions or uh you don't want to talk about any dfs kind of stuff hit me up on twitter at travis mangone it's t-r-a-v-i-s-m-a-n-g-o-n-e and again thanks a lot for joining me guys i am out lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this father's day We do it right, too, with deals that'll make Dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet. And do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. Right now, you can get both Sprint's Unlimited plan and the iPhone XR with its amazing camera included for just $35 per month per line for five lines. All you need is approved credit and 24-month installment billing. No trade-in required. Visit a Sprint store, Sprint.com, or call 800-SPRINT-1. Phone $15 a month after monthly credit supplied within two bills. If canceled early, remaining balance due. Unlimited basic after 63020, pay $32 a month per line with auto pay. Data deprioritization during congestion. Speed maximums, use rules, and restrictions apply. 